Hello and welcome to Night Prayer for Everyone. A chance just to stop at the end of the day and know that God is with us. He was with us at the beginning, he was, he's with us at the end and he'll be with us in the morning. Let us experience his peace now in night prayer. The God of life, with guarding, hold me. The loving Christ, with guarding, fold me. The Holy Spirit, guarding, mould me. Each night of life to aid enfold you. Each day and night of life uphold you. Help us to realise, Jesus, this night you are our shield. You are our way maker. You are the one who watches over us. And you will bring us through this night in the nearness of your love. Amen. Bedtime story comes from David Tomlinson's second book, The Bad Christian's Manifesto, Reinventing God. And this is entitled, A Tired Old Man Upstairs, Can I Still Believe in God? Walter Wink once said, Against some images of God, the revolt of atheism is, a pure, is an act of pure religion. No one could forget Jim's funeral, the one where the Sex Pistols showed up instead of Frank Sinatra. Despite a rainstorm of near-biblical proportions, more than 300 people arrived at the crematorium. Those who couldn't squeeze into the chapel peered through the door from the entrance hall. Some even stood outside in the rain listening to the service relayed from speakers. Great grief strikes hard when a person dies young. And at just 35 years, it felt like Jim's life had barely begun. When six of his friends carried his coffin into the chapel, the sobs and moans were so loud, I could scarcely make myself heard. But little by little, the tears and groans morphed into smiles and laughter when one speaker 
after another related funny and moving accounts of Jim's short but eventful life. The stories and tributes over, I invited the congregation to join me in commending Jim to God's loving care. Nothing now remained for me to uh, for me to hit the button, but to hit the button to send Jim on his way. Glancing towards the chapel attendant, I nodded for the final track to commence. That's when it happened. Below, th- through the speakers, the debauched, warbling sneer of Sid Vicious. And now the end is near, and so I faced a final curtain. <laughs> the entire gathering stood stock still as the contemptuous obscenity in the next line of the song reverberated around the chapel. There was a pause, an intake of breath. Then in one glorious moment, every single soul erupted in rapturous applause and laughter. Jim, you crazy person. (laughs) One man shouted above the tumult, we love you, we love you. The congregation hollered back in unison as if rehearsed. Everybody laughed and cried and laughed all the way to the pub. Frank Sinatra's My Way is probably the nation's favourite funeral song, but no one had requested the Sex Pistols version until Jim. I swear I heard him giggling in the background as the congregation stood open-mouthed. Jim was HIV positive and died of an AIDS-related illness. We met in the hospital where he spent his final months and where I served as the chaplain. And many conversations on the ward focused mostly on music and football. Jim was allergic to religion. Which is why it surprised me when he asked if I could take the funeral. I find it strange and slightly disconcerting to plan someone's funeral with the person sitting there in front of me, large as life. I never get used to that. But Jim eased the process with his dark humour and reassuring down-to-earth manner. When it came to discussing the final song, he struck he stuck to his guns, despite a barrage of protest from his partner, Mario. It'll be a blast, Jim said, grinning from ear to ear. I only wish I could be there to see their faces. Yeah, that's the problem, Mario piped up. I will be there. We laughed like three mates showing a joke in the bar after work. Just before leaving, I reached across the bed to give Jim a hug. He recalled sharply, exclaiming, No, Dave, don't touch me, don't touch me, I'm unclean. Unclean, I said. What on earth are you talking about, unclean? It turned out, in his early teen years, Jim attended a church with tub-thumping sermons about abomination of homosexuality. He knew he was gay from a young age but never told anyone until he confessed to the vicar. After that, he became engulfed in weeks of so-called counselling, which was actually nothing short of emotional abuse. Week in, week out, the vicar attempted to deliver Jim from a spirit of homosexuality. A confused teenager, he went along with it, trying his best to change to become normal. But surprise, surprise, it all came to nothing. Jim still fancied boys, not girls. So he ditched church and religion, 
came out to his friends and family and got on with his life as a young gay man. Years later, after contracting HIV virus, he met Mario. They fell madly in love and lived happily together for 10 years prior to his death. Yet despite turning his back on religion, Jim never quite managed to root out the shame embedded in his teenage psyche. And when I went to hug him, it all burst forth. The last time a man of cloth put his arm around me, he said it was to tell me lovingly that I would go to hell if I didn't stop looking at boys. Jim paused, winced, then said, What if he was right, Dave? What if the man upstairs really doesn't like gays? People like me. What if? Okay, stop right there, Jim, I interrupted. Let's get this clear. Being gay isn't, is not a sin. It's in the same category as being left-handed or having red hair or being a boy instead of a girl. You can't help it. It's normal. No one chooses to be gay. It's just who you are, right? Right, he echoed. Trust me, Jim, you were misled. God loves you just as you are, a beautiful gay man. You have your flaws like the rest of us, but being gay isn't one of them. We hugged and wept. Actually, Jim turned out to be one of the best huggers I have known. We embraced many times in the weeks that followed. And yes, I did manage to convince him that God likes homosexuality, homosexuals. He realised that God liked him. I have a basically sunny disposition. I don't roil easily. But what truly gets my goat is misery inflicted in the name of God. On the way home, I pulled the car over, too angry to cry, though I wanted to. Sitting there at the side of the road in sullen indignation, I contemplated what sort of God makes a man feel unclean for loving another man. With all the passion, tenderness and commitments, I feel towards my wife. No God that I can recognise or want anything to do with. That's for sure. There and then I resolved to be an atheist in the face of any God or religion that torments the likes of Jim or that increases rather than diminishes the sum of human misery. If God exists, he has to be better than this. So let's say together slowly the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. A final prayer. Lord, I am placing my soul and my body under thy guarding this night, O Christ. May thy cross this night be shielding me. May the peace of all peace be mine this night. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.